Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week we're talking about the first black female astronaut to go to the International Space Station, an update on the royal family, a ban on single-use cutlery, and the worsening deforestation of the Amazon rainforest. Hi, it's Rose here. I was really excited this week to learn about Jessica Watkins, who is set to be the first black woman to head the International Space Station. Jessica Watkins, who is from the USA, was announced as the fourth crew member of the upcoming SpaceX Crew 4 mission. It will be her first trip to space, where she will spend six months carrying out science experiments. Jessica studied geological and environmental sciences at Stanford University and earned a doctorate in geology from the University of California. Los Angeles. She was selected to join the NASA astronaut candidate class in 2017 and completed two years of training. As part of her preparation to become an astronaut, she had flight training, water and modernist survival training, and spacewalk practices. Dr. Watkins told the New York Times that she hopes the mission into space will set an example of ways that they can participate and succeed for young girls of colour. Whilst Dr. Watkins is the first black woman to join the crew of the ISS, the first woman of colour to go into space was actually Dr. May Carol Jemison in 1992. The ISS has been orbiting Earth for more than 21 years. The crew will live and work there, conducting science experiments, testing new technologies and doing research that isn't possible on Earth. Hello, this is Isa with some royal news. This week, the BBC screened a two-part documentary series called The Princes and the Press, which examines the relationship between the media and the British royal family, and it has really displeased the royal family. The documentary is described as telling the story of one of the most dramatic periods in modern royal history and traces how the brothers, William, the Duke of Cambridge, and Harry, the Duke of Sussex, dealt with the media in recent years. The first episode of the documentary, which was screened earlier this week, looked at the tensions between the benefits of publicity and the downsides of it. Journalists and commentators described how information was sometimes obtained, whether by leaks or by dishonest practices like phone hacking, and whether reputations were managed and damaged through unofficial briefings of the media. The documentary looks at whether negative stories about the royals were based on information from people connected to other royal households. Part two of the documentary will air on the 29th of November and will examine the period from 2018 to 2021. None of the royals have participated in the documentary, but they were, according to BBC guidelines, asked for comment. Queen, the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall and the Cambridges released a rare joint statement criticising the BBC and this statement was included at the end of the programme. The joint statement reads, A free, responsible and open press is of vital importance to a healthy democracy. However, too often it is overblown and unfounded claims 
from unnamed sources that are presented as facts, and it is disappointing when anyone, including the BBC, gives them credibility. The BBC has defended its documentary and said that the programme was about how royal journalism is done and features a range of journalists from broadcast and newspaper industry. Meanwhile, it was also reported this week that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have snubbed the BBC by choosing another channel, ITV, as the channel to host their Westminster Abbey Christmas Carol concert. The fundraiser will be hosted by the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their three children will also be in the audience. This really shows how relations between the BBC and the Royals have worsened this week as traditionally most royal programming goes automatically to the BBC as the national broadcaster. Hi, it's Louis here. Last week it was reported in the media that the government in England is a step closer to extending a ban on single-use plastic items to include disposable plates, cutlery and cups. Under new proposals, a 12-book public consultation, businesses and customers will have to choose more sustainable alternatives. A separate project will also investigate how to limit other pollution products, such as wet wipes, tobacco filters and sachets. Possible options include banning plastic in these items and compulsory labelling on packaging to help customers dispose them correctly. An estimated 1.1 billion single-use plates and 4.25 billion items of single-use cutlery, most of which are plastic, are used in England each year. But just 10% are recycled out of disposal. Environment and powers could be used to introduce new charges in single-use items to try and end throwaway culture and give consumers an incentive to choose sustainable alternatives. The proposals follow a ban on microbes in personal care products, reductions on the number of plastic bags you use, and restrictions on the supply of single-use plastic straws, stirrers and cotton buds. The Environment Secretary, George Eusis, said there is growing recognition of the damage that plastics cause to our environment, and marine life in particular. We want to reduce the use of plastics in packaging and ban its use in items linked to littering. Hello, this is Zara. This week, Brazil's space agency reported that deforestation of the Amazon rainforest in Brazil has increased to its highest level since 2008. From August 2019 to July 2020, a total of 11,088 square kilometres, which is about 4,281 square miles of rainforest, had been destroyed, and this was a 9.5% increase from the previous year. Deforestation is when trees are pulled down from materials or to make space for farming or hazards. So why is this harmful? Well, the Amazon is the world's largest tropical rainforest and the majority of it is in Brazil. It has about 3 million species of plants and animals and 1 million indigenous people. Rainforests absorb carbon dioxide and therefore one of the best tools against climate change. When forests are cleared or burnt, stored carbon is released into the atmosphere 
as carbon dioxide. Scientists say that the Amazon has suffered losses at an increased rate since Jair Bolsonaro took office in January 2019 as the Brazilian president and has encouraged agriculture and mining activities in the world's largest rainforest. He has also cut funding to federal agencies that have the power to fine and arrest farmers who break environmental law. At the climate change conference in Glasgow earlier this month, Brazil was among a number of countries to sign a major deal to end and revert deforestation. The pledge included almost $19.2 billion, which is about £14 billion of public and private funds. And some of that will be to developing countries to restore damaged land, tackle wildfires and support indigenous communities. Let's hope that these efforts are successful. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.